Amen. Thank you. That's good. All right, so we are in Colossians chapter 4. Colossians 4. Colossians chapter 4, and we'll read in verse uh, 12. Epaphras, uh, who is one of you, a servant of Christ, saluteth you, always laboring fervently for you in prayers, that you might stand perfect and complete uh, in uh, all the will of God. For I bear him record that he hath a great zeal for you and them that are in Laodicea, and them in Hierapolis. Uh, let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you uh, for your blessings upon us. And, and I thank you that you have given us the privilege to live for Jesus and, uh, and to, uh, to sing forth uh, his praise. Dear God, for all that you have done for us through Christ, we thank you. And, and Lord, please fill me with your spirit and help me to minister the word to, to your church tonight. And uh, be with those in the nursery and feel with thy spirit watching the children, God. And, and Lord, I'm thankful for those also that are with us online here tonight. And, and I just pray that uh, by your word, by your spirit, for the glory of Christ, that you would speak to every heart uh, receiving uh, the lesson tonight and help us, God, to apply these things. And, and dear God, to walk with you in the way that you want us to and to be the strong Christians and the uh, strong witnesses and testimonies that you want us to be and have and so father we look to you for these things and we pray you give us wisdom and grace to live for your glory in this day we pray in jesus name amen amen you may be seated all right so paul uh is uh Listing uh, some of his friends and helpers in the ministry, and uh, uh, he certainly uh, had uh, had those who loved him and uh, and ministered and ministered with him. Uh, Paphras, uh, who is one of you, a servant of Christ. So, so Epaphras uh, was uh, from the church at Colossae. We we saw in the beginning of the study that it's uh, many believe that he perhaps planted the church and uh, and 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 he was even pastoring it is even the pastor of it. So uh, he's certainly a servant uh, of the church uh, at, uh, at uh, Colossae. Uh, Epaphras uh, speaks well of the church, and he gives Paul the good news of their love and the spirit. Uh, we saw that in... Uh, back there in chapter 1 uh, of, of the, the letter to the Colossians, uh, Paul gives thanks to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, praying always for you. He says, Since we heard of your faith in Christ and the love which ye have to all the saints, for the hope which is laid up for you in heaven, whereof ye heard before in the word of truth of the gospel, 
which is come unto you as it is in all the world and bringeth forth fruit as it doth also in you since the day ye heard of it and knew the grace of God and truth as ye also learned of Epaphras. So Epaphras also taught the church at Colossae these same things uh, that Paul had been teaching in the other church, in the churches where Paul was. He hadn't been to the church at Colossae, but uh, Epaphras uh, is teaching the, the same things that, 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 that Paul teached, uh, the gospel and, and living for Christ. And uh, he says, As ye also learned of Epaphras, uh, our dear fellow servant, who is for you a faithful minister of Christ, who also declared unto us your love in the Spirit. And uh, it is wonderful, uh, the love of the Spirit that believers have. That's supposed to be our, our, our flag. Uh, by, by this shall all men know that you're my disciples, if you have love, love one toward another. And so it's, uh, it's wonderful that he could share that. Uh, it is good news that Epaphras was not, was, uh, not only uh, of the Colossians, and praying for the Colossians, but he was for the Colossians. I mean, he was pro-Colossians, all right? He was on their side. And uh, you know, as believers, we need to be on each other's side, amen? We need to be for one another, uh, and, uh, and we, we, we need that. Uh, uh, he speaks well of them, and uh, you know, we need to uh, not only be of, our, be of a church, we need to be for our church, amen, and, uh, and to speak well of one another. We've got to be very careful how we speak about church, how we speak about one another as believers, uh, especially before uh, the unsaved, before the, you know, the unsaved that we see when we're out in the world. Uh, you know, there, yes, there's problems. Yes, there's you know, difficulties and such. But listen, we've we got to remember we have a testimony to, to uphold. and We, can, you know, we handle our, our, our affairs with one another in the way the Bible uh, directs, us, directs us to do that. Uh, and so we need to, to, just to be, just to be careful about that, uh, how we handle problems, problems in every church. We have problems with other believers. We shouldn't air problems before the unsaved or even before our children. There's a time and a place and a manner in which to address grievances that, they, that we might have with one another. Uh, bottom line is, when we have grievances, uh, if we're not... If we're not speaking the truth in love, Ephesians 4.14, if we're not endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in a bond of peace, Ephesians 4.3, if we're not esteeming each other better than ourselves, Philippians 2.3, uh, chances are our communications with others are going to fail to meet the mark of edification. And so we need to be prayerful about that and just be surrendered to God uh, in humility as we uh, you know, address, address one another, if we have grievances, we have to cross one another, problems come up. Uh, there are believers who can receive edification from truth, uh, even when it's delivered at the wrong time, in the wrong way, and in the wrong spirit. Uh, but those would be mature believers, and those aren't the ones usually that we have too many problems with, okay? Uh, so we need to be careful about uh, you know, how we share things. And, uh, and, uh, and just glorify, glorify God in that. And uh, we ought to remember, you know, sometimes in, in church, you know, we, <laughs> uh, uh, we have problems and, and uh, we have visitors that come in and uh, we can leave our, we need to leave our problems outside the door, amen? And uh, uh, there's there that, that, uh, there, there sometimes that I didn't feel like coming to church. 
but there's never a time that I regretted coming to church, okay? And uh, always, always uh, God always uh, ministered, God always helped me, and, uh, and, we, and we, can be, we can be thankful for that. And uh, so we just need to uh, uh, just kind of remember that. And uh, uh, Ephesians 4, 29, Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister uh, grace unto the hearers. And so uh, we want to uh, speak words uh, according to God's word. We want to speak in the spirit of love. We want to speak in the spirit of humility uh, and, and address things in the right time, in the right place, you know, in the right manner. Uh, uh, Epaphras was a good, uh, Epaphras was a good uh, minister to the church. He voluntarily worked like a slave. Uh, Paul said, he's a minister for you. Yeah, he worked like a slave for the church at, 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 uh, at, at Colossae, for the glory of Christ, by the way, uh, for the glory of Christ. Uh, see, he was a minister of the church at Colossae, and he w- may well have been the vessel which God used to plant the church and pastor the church. But most importantly, for him as for us all, he was a servant of Christ. He was a servant of Christ. There's a lot of uh, people out there that are ministering in churches that they're not servants of Christ today. Matter of fact, they're really serving themselves of the church. You know, they'll, they'll say whatever the church wants to hear as long as more people come in and the offering plates will stay full, you know. And uh, that's why we have all the, the health and wealth and prosperity preachers, you know. They're, they're whatever you want to hear, just tickle the ears, just keep the money coming in the plate, you know. And uh, they're not serving, they're giving the church what they want, uh, but they're not serving them. They're serving themselves of them. Uh, when we serve Christ, what do we do? We preach Christ. Uh, we, we, we are faithful to the word of God. And we lovingly share that. Yes, there are going to be offenses, but offenses should come because, because the word of God will offend those who don't want to receive it. The word of God will offend uh, those who are not wanting to yield to it. And, uh, and we're not to, uh, to refrain from sharing the word because of that. Uh, if we suspect that it may be coming, we need to be extra careful sharing that truth in, in love and, and at the right time. But nonetheless, it needs to be shared, it needs to be spoken. And so we need uh, that, uh, that direction there. A, a, a servant of Christ. Patrick of Ireland is credited, credited by many uh, for bringing uh, Christianity to Ireland. Uh, some have said he planted over 300 churches uh, in, uh, in, in Ireland. It is said of some historians that Patrick has suffered two captivities and enslavements. Uh, one, when he was, uh, as a youth, he was seized by pirates while working on his father's farm and sold as a slave in Ireland. Uh, the other was when he was seized by the Catholic Church and claimed to be their patron saint of Ireland. And uh, his writings reveal that his father, uh, Calpurnius, was a deacon in a Baptist church, having apparently been converted to Christ uh, while on a business trip to Rome. Uh, as he also served as a Roman civil officer. In spite of being reared in a godly home and taught the ways uh, of the scriptures, uh, historian Cathcart, Cathcart also states that young Patrick was wild and wicked until his, six, until his 16th year. When while working on his father's farm, he, he and several others were seized and carried away captive by a band of pirates to Ireland where he was sold into slavery. Uh, for five years, he suffered the atrocities of slavery. 
Later, however, he would recount that it was during his, this most dark period of his life that he himself was converted to Christ, remembering the Christian training he had received from his godly father while but a child. <clears throat> he never attended one council, uh, nor recognized any authority over him, uh, save the Lord Jesus Christ himself. There's no evidence, whatever, that he even remotely suggests that he acknowledged any man to be of superior authority, power, or position than he. Uh, he recognized no pope. Uh, he recognized no cardinal. Uh, in all of his writings, it cannot be found where one time he subscribes to even the most insignificant and remote catechism, uh, creed, or dogma of the Roman Catholic system. Of all the great Christians that Patrick refers to in, in his letters, he never, he never pays homage to any pope, uh, nor mentions any man as being superior in, in church clergy. Instead, he speaks of his love and regards in, term, in terms of affection for those men whom he, had been or, whom, he, whom had been ordained as pastors of the churches that he founded, and upon the authority of uh, the churches that he founded. So he, he, he never tied himself with the Catholic Church. In, in, in the middle of, the, uh, of the, the fifth century there, the Pope's, the, 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 the power and, su and such, uh, the Pope wasn't even established yet. Uh, those, a lot of those things that they're, that they're putting out uh, weren't even established yet. And he was serving, uh, serving there. Uh, I say all that to say this. Uh, uh, Patrick of Ireland said this, I would not work my soul to save, for that my Lord has done. But I would work like any slave for the love of God's dear son. And uh, that's, that's what the love of Christ does. Uh, when God gets your heart, he gets, you, he gets all of you, doesn't he? And, uh, and that's uh, the way that uh, Patrick of Ireland uh, was. And Paul referred to Epaphras as what? A servant of Christ. A servant uh, of Christ. It was witnessed by Paul. He himself uh, had surrendered a willing, as a willing slave to the Lord Jesus Christ. Epaphras was teaching the Colossians the same truths uh, that Paul had proclaimed to the churches that he planted on his journeys for Christ. Epaphras and others extended to Colossae, Laodicea, and Hierapolis uh, the gospel which Paul had preached at Ephesus and were able to carry those truths, those, those truths there and see those, those churches planted there and those believers grow there. So Paul noted that as a faithful spiritual leader, Epaphras prayed fervently for uh, the believers uh, at Colossae. Uh, in verse 12 we read, He's one of you, a servant of Christ, saluteth you, always laboring fervently for you in prayers, that uh, ye may stand perfect and complete in all the will of God. I bear him record, he hath a great zeal for you, and them that are in Laodicea, and them in Hierapolis. Uh, book asks the question, what are, uh, what are some characteristics of effective prayer that you might be able to see in Colossians 4, 12, and, and 13? I don't think that's a question in your book, though, is it? If anybody has your book open, but... Uh, some characteristics of effective prayer. Well, we'll look at a, a few of uh, what uh, we might see there. He was, he was, uh, he was always uh, praying for them. He says, always laboring fervently for you in prayer. So he was constant in prayer. He was uh, one who continually prayed. Uh, we read that time and again 
in the scriptures. Jesus spake a parable in, 18, in Luke 18, 1. A parable to this end that men ought always to pray and not to faint. Uh, we ought to be, uh, we've heard of frequent flyers, we ought to be frequent players, prayers, prayers amen. And uh, uh, constant. Ephesians 6, 18, praying always, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit. And watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. So always pray. As uh, Brother Brian teached in, the, in his portion in the, of this, this uh, letter in the, in, the, in the past lesson, that the prayer is to be first. <laughs> it's not a last resort. We go to prayer first and, uh, and seek God, uh, God, in, God in all things. So, it's all, so it was constant. He was always praying, ready to prayer. Uh, another one would be he was fervent. He was fervent uh, in his prayers, laboring fervently. Laboring fervently. That term laboring fervently is one word in the Greek. Uh, agonizomai. What does that sound like? Agonize, doesn't it? And, uh, and uh, striving, fighting, labor fervently. Uh, to contend with adversaries to fight. To endeavor with strenuous zeal. And uh, I thought that was... Uh, a good lesson on prayer there you know well all we can do is pray now prayer is part of the battle prayer needs prayer needs to pre need is is the battle uh we put everything before god in prayer and uh i think it was spurgeon that had the you know the hundreds down down in the basement praying while he was preaching and they wanted to know where the power was, and he took them down to the basement, and showed them uh, of, of those that were praying during, during the sermons that, that, that he was preaching and uh, uh, contending uh, in prayer. Uh, you know, prayer is a hard thing to remain faithful at. Uh, you know, we get so busy, you know, and uh, and 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 what's one of the first things that will get cut out? Our prayer, and then or our Bible reading. And uh, we have to be careful about that. It actually, you, if you've been saved for some time and, and grown faithful in prayer, you have felt that battle to keep praying. Uh, uh, you know, that uh, someone says, someone said, when it's hardest to pray, pray the hardest. And, uh, and, uh, and, and we need to remember that. It's not, we're not always, you know, uh, uh, it's going to be difficult sometimes. Sometimes we're gonna, not going to feel like praying. And, uh, but we need to know that we need it, uh, being, being fervent, fervent in prayer. Uh, he also mentions having, having, that, uh, having that great zeal there, verse 13. I bear him record that he, he hath a great zeal for you. So the same, the idea of, uh, of fervency there uh, in prayer. James uh, writes, Confess your faults one to another. Pray for one another that you may be healed. The effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. And uh, so we need to uh, be praying uh, uh, for victories uh, in the lives of others in our own lives. Effectual, uh, fervent prayer. James said effectual. The word energeo, what's that sound like? Energy. And uh, uh, effectual, to be operative, to be at work, to put forth power. Uh, in prayer uh, and uh, he said uh, uh, Paul wrote also in the letter here he has a great zeal a great zeal for you great many much large uh, the zeal there excitement of mind fervor of spirit zeal in behalf of person or thing 
zeal, ardor, embracing, pursuing, defending anything. And so uh, uh, we can see that we ought to be, you know, the Bible says whatsoever you do, do it with all, do it with all, all, all your might. And prayer is one of those things, amen, uh, that we ought to do for the glory of God, praying and realizing uh, uh, the devil really doesn't fear a Christian that's, that, that doesn't get on their knees, okay? Uh, uh, we need to be praying, uh, praying before God and, uh, and bringing all things uh, before God. Epaphras uh, certainly was, and Paul, uh, Paul noticed that. Uh, what, was, what else do we see? We saw uh, he's constant in prayer, he's fervent in prayer. He had, he had a prayer that was others-focused. He was focused on others. Who was he? Who is he? Uh, he was. Who is he praying for? Well, look at the uh, at, at, at the uh, at, at the passage there. <clears throat> he says he's one of you. He he always laboring uh, fervently for you in prayer, uh, that ye may stand perfect. I bear in record he hath a great zeal for you. See that for you, ye. Uh, for you, his prayer was others focused. He was praying for these believers at Colossians and others as well. Philippians 2 4 reminds us look not every man on his own things, but every man what? Also on the things of others. Also on the things of others. Uh, bear you one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. I remember a while ago, I had Brother, Brother, Brother Charlie help me with an illustration. I had two five gallon buckets of something, I think it would have had it in, in him. C cement concrete or something but they were both they were both pretty heavy and I asked Brother Charlie to go bring those up to me and I didn't say anything he went up and he, he grabbed both of them like this and bought them up uh, you know why that is because it's actually easier to carrying the two burdens balance it out and makes it it's harder to carry one 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 really heavy bucket and it, but you get two it balances it out and you know when we begin to carry others burdens you know what we're going to find out? Our burdens don't seem so heavy. Uh, we begin praying for others. I tell you, uh, that's one thing that always lifts me. I, I'm so blessed. I mean, I, I can't believe how blessed I am. Uh, God, God has been so good to me. And, and once in a while, I'll get a little whined, a little bit cranky about something. And I begin praying for some of the prayer requests on, on, on this prayer sheet. And you know what? It just humbles me all over again. And I realize, you know, uh, I, I have so far, so much more than I deserve. And uh, that, that problem to me, after I begin praying for, for, for some of you folks and some other uh, difficulties right there, that, that problem that, that I thought was so big, it just goes like this, you know, it just seems to shrink, you know. And, uh, and I have to talk to God about that. And, and uh, God will do that, you know, when we're praying for others. Uh, he'll help us bear, uh, uh, bear, bear our burdens. And, uh, and, and, that, and that, that is a blessing. And so this outward focus. Uh, Paul said, I bear him record that he hath a great zeal for you and them uh, that are at Laodicea and them in Hierapolis. It wasn't just uh, uh, the, the, the near, it was those who, those who uh, other Christians out in other places. Uh, he had a burden for them. And uh, they were close enough to have an impact on, on, on them as well. And so he wanted to be in prayer, in prayer uh, for them. What else about his prayer? Well, it was, uh, it was a specific prayer. He said that they, uh, that they may stand perfect and complete in all the will of God. Uh, specific prayer. And by the way, I like that spiritual prayer. Amen. Uh, 
uh, uh, spiritual prayer. Uh, Paul has a lot of those. <laughs> a lot of Paul's prayers are very humbling <laughs> uh, when we read them. And uh, uh, we'll find that many of our own burdens are lightened again if we, if we pray for others, pray for uh, pray uh, specifically our own cares seem to slip away we pray for the burdens cares needs of others but pray specifically he says he prays for their uh, uh, for their uh, uh, their perfection and for their for their for their com uh, completeness he says that you may stand perfect and complete in all the will of God that that I, that word perfect there has the idea of wanting nothing uh, uh, wanting nothing necessary to complete us full grown adult full age uh, perfect um, and then complete it's kind, of, it's kind of synonymous but it has a little bit different meaning the complete there uh, plerao is fulfill fill be full complete end uh, and, uh, and so they're kind of synonymous words, but there's a little bit of uh, a hint of a, diff of a different meaning there. Uh, the perfect having the, having the idea of full-grown or mature, a mature, a mature Christian. You know, Paul said, you know, uh, Paul wrote, as many as be per let as many as be perfect be thus minded. So if you're a mature Christian, uh, then realize you need to be Christ-like and we need to be walking uh, with the Lord. So, uh, so, uh, Perfect has the idea of, of maturity uh, and having, having what, uh, you know, the uh, putting on the armor of God, having what we need to face uh, those things that would come our way, growing in the Lord. Uh, complete has the idea of, of uh, okay, so, so you're perfect. I guess it could be illustrated in, in, uh, in Ephesians chapter 6 and uh, verse 13. Uh, where the Bible says in Ephesians 6:13, wherefore take unto you the whole armor of God, that you may be able to stand, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. So put on the whole armor of God, that you may be able to stand. There's perfect. You've got it all on. You're ready. You're able uh, to stand. And then Ephesians go on. Ephesians uh, goes on there. Uh, and having done all to stand there's the complete you're perfect you're mature now the trial comes do it amen uh if we're if we're mature if we're going in the lord uh, uh then then we read the word then what do we do now complete it now do it now do it that, that, that the complete has the idea now take that spiritual strength that that christ has given you by his grace as you're reading the word and praying Take that spiritual strength, trust in Him through the trial, and get the victory. Trust in Him uh, uh, in, in obeying the Word, and obey the Word by His strength. And it's, it's the completing uh, of what God has enabled us to do. Uh, the it's the completing of what God has enabled the perfect to be able to do. If that helps uh, uh, any in, in, the under in the understanding of that, uh, just growing... Uh, in, uh, in 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 those things, so he wants he wants that for them. Uh, I was thinking about how uh, what being a mature Christian is. What is what goal does God have 
have have for Christians. And, you know, it's actually, uh, if you're not walking with the Lord, it's actually kind of scary. <laughs> and, uh, 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 Colossians chapter 1, verse 9, if you want to look there. Uh, and uh, Colossians 1, 9, the Apostle Paul addressed the very very thing that, that, that Epaphras is doing here in, in prayer. Uh, in in, in, in uh, chapter uh, 1 and verse 9, uh, Paul writes, And this I pray, that your love may abound yet more and more in knowledge and in all judgment, that you may approve the things that are excellent, that you may be sincere and without offense till the day of Christ, uh, being filled with the fruits of righteousness, which are by Jesus Christ, uh, under the glory and praise uh, uh, of the Lord. And uh, I'm looking for uh, verse 10. Uh, maybe oh I'm, I'm reading in Philippians sorry that's why that wasn't making I went too far back um, Colossians 10 there you go you all, were, you all, were you all wondering where I was at there uh, there it is yeah uh, verse 9 of Colossians 1 for this cause we also since the day we heard it do not cease to pray for you here it is and the desire that you might be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. What for? That you might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work, and increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthened with all might. Unto what? According to his glorious power, unto all patience and long suffering with joyfulness giving thanks unto the Father which hath made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. So what is the Apostle Paul saying there? That we are to be praying that we are to go strong in the Lord through the knowledge of His Word, through the power of His Spirit, pleasing the Lord, becoming strengthened with all might by His glorious power unto what? Here's the end result. All patience and long-suffering with joyfulness. So that we can learn how to suffer joyfully for Christ. Did you get that? That's what he wants believers to grow to in maturity. Why is that? Because you know when Jesus shines the most for you and I? When, when the pressure's on, amen? When we're going through the trial. Anybody can be, can, can be joyful when everything's going well. But Christ shines through to the lost world when you and I are in the press. And God wants us to learn to be joyful in the press. Because think about this. If our joy does depend on our health, if our joy does depend on our wealth, if our joy does depend on our circumstances, then our circumstances, our wealth, and our health can rob our joy. Isn't that right? God wants us to have a joy that this world has no claims on. That it's all in Christ. We rejoice in Christ. And when we're in the midst of our trials, nobody says, yeah, I'm just glad this trial has befallen me. That's, that, 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 that wouldn't be uh, you know, uh, sincere. But you have this sober reality, God, I'm, you might feel like I'm not ready for this. But God, you brought it. Help me. Somehow, God, help me give you, give you the glory through this. I'm sure I, I, I could ask for hands. How many times have we done that and seen God come through? Amen. And that's what God does. That, that's why he brings those, because it does bring that more trust in him. 
trials uh, are, are, are things that, that, that look hard to us <laughs> and, and can be discouraging if what? We aren't instant in prayer. If we don't look immediately at God, say, okay, God, uh, walk me through this, uh, help me through this. And as he does, his glory shine, his glory does lead us, his glory does shine through us. And then others are able to see that and, uh, and, to, uh, and to grow in the grace and knowledge of the Lord. Uh, Epaphras had that, uh, that zealous focus, that spiritual focus, that others focus. We think about uh, those whose true desire is to be used of God to help others, to, to help others stand perfect and complete in all the will of God, will find their own spiritual growth uh, in the words of Solomon, uh, in the words of, uh, used regarding Solomon's temple, uh, they'll find their own spiritual growth prosperously affected. <laughs> uh, we'll grow ourselves as we're wanting to help others grow. Uh, we'll see that as we're praying and de- desiring, truly desiring that others grow spiritually uh, and that God would, would help us to help others do that, what, what's going to happen to us? We're going to be transformed <laughs> while we're seeking. The, God's going to give us that strength. And, uh, and that uh, certainly we, uh, we rejoice in. So Epaphras, Epaphras, uh, friends pray for one another. And uh, I think the book asked uh, some, some uh, uh, questions that uh, are just for pondering. Uh, what friends do you count on uh, to pray for you earnestly uh, and fervently and, and continually? And, and how are our prayers uh, uh, what you know, the, the the our prayers for our friends uh, are they you know are, are are they like Epaphras and are we faithful in that and uh, you know some because we all need it you know I think about many of our folks that are uh, that are some some that are shut in some that some that can't make it out of the house because of the COVID what, what can I do what greater can you do than pray what what greater can we do to begin with than, than pray. And what, the, what an opportunity to pray. And, uh, and, uh, and I'm thankful for that. With the many struggles of the COVID uh, uh, that are, have been difficult for me, that's one thing that I've counted a blessing. I've had more time to pray. And uh, not always wanting to use it like I should, uh, but realizing that, you know, and getting that right and, uh, and, and wanting, to, wanting to do that. Um, Heavenly Father, I thank you for your word tonight. And, I thank you for Epaphras, just another one, Father, that we can look to as an example as we consider how he knew about prayer. He knew it was a weapon, uh, even as the Apostle Paul did. And, uh, and Lord, uh, we, we need to remember that too. Help us to be before you in prayer in this manner, constant and fervently and praying for others and praying for spiritual growth and strength to have victory in our trials and, and Lord, to help others grow and to have a part in, in their lives as well and drawing closer to you. And, and Father, I thank you for this church, for each one. And uh, I just pray that uh, uh, you take us home now safely and help us to be a light for you, uh, Lord, in the remainder of the week. And uh, Lord, should you tarry? And help us, dear God, as we we think about your appearing, that we just might want to have hearts that are ready uh, just to to bow before you at that time and to be found doing uh, what you want us to do. Lord, we pray and ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen.
Amen. Brother Charlie, would you come and close us tonight?